Goldie comes through again, and we may finally have some clarity as far as the Cardinals' position at the deadline goes. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Moose Michaels with you. It's Thursday, Friday's Friday, as I... uh, used to say as I was on the air. The Cardinals getting a series win against the Buckos, so we're now two for two after the All-Star break. Up next, a four-game series against the Cincinnati Redlegs. By the way, uh, be sure to check out Jeff Carr's uh, podcast, Locked on Reds, and uh, you'll be able to hear uh, me. Yeah. We are, uh, we, I was a guest on the show for, uh, I guess, the same episode as today, doing a little bit of a preview. And uh, we talked about the trade deadline. We talked about what the Reds could expect from the Cardinals and uh, so on and so forth. All right. Uh, so on today's show, we, of course, we're going to have the three big things in just a moment. But as I mentioned at the top, we finally might have some clarity as to whether or not the Cardinals are going to be sellers or buyers at the deadline. We're going to tell you exactly what I mean coming up in the second segment. But first, it's off to the three big things. Number one. All right, Goldschmidt, coming up big again. Three-run a blast in the game against the Pirates and uh, putting the Cardinals on top for good with that one. It's good to see Goldie starting to find the power stroke again, and uh, I believe that's three home runs. Over the last few games, uh, it could be signs that he's starting to heat up. Of course, he was showing those signs as well as uh, we were getting closer to the All-Star break. Maybe the little bit of a rest, a little bit of a reset is all he needed. Number two. He wasn't the only one hitting bombs either. Tyler O'Neill going deep in that game. And uh, O'Neill, an interesting name. We're going to be talking. His name's going to come up in the uh, second segment. As uh, we talk about the trade deadline and why O'Neal could be moved. Spoiler alert, we hope he's not. Number three. All right, later on today, the Reds and the Cardinals going at it. Now, currently, uh, as we this is being recorded, the Cardinals sit three games behind the Cubs. The Cubs currently sit at 52 and 44. The uh, Cardinals are at 48 and 46. The Brewers in between at 50 and 47. Half game behind the Brewers for uh, second place. Of course, the uh, Cubs sitting in the top spot. This series against the Reds, four games, is uh, probably going to be a very good chance for the Cardinals to try to try to step into that top spot and, and really make a stand as far as the National League Central goes. Uh, as I mentioned, I was on the uh, Jeff Carr's podcast, Locked on Reds. He asked what my prediction was. And while I would love to throw a parade and be like, man, we're going to sweep them. It's going to be a sweep. I'm, I'm anticipating a series split uh, with the Reds. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Historically, the Cardinals and the Reds, at least uh, in, in from what I can tell, uh, they... The Reds seem to always have the Cardinals number, and I hope that's not the case. Uh, simply because it's it's going to be uh, this is going to be a crucial crucial series 
coming up for the Cardinals, and they and they really need to start racking up these wins. Uh, Dakota Hudson going up against Tanner Rourke. And I, yesterday's episode, I mistakenly said I thought Wayno was the only one with an ERA under four. Not true. Hudson, 3.48, and also leading the Cardinals in wins with a record of eight and four. Of course, you know, wins and losses really matter as far as the uh, pitching goes. Though uh, Dakota Hudson, I am expecting a pretty good outing from him. Uh he, uh, his last start on Saturday, he was in trouble, then he got out of trouble, and then he got back into trouble. And, uh, for instance, in uh, Saturday, the Diamondbacks had the bases loaded in the second, no outs, got himself out of it. He allowed just two runs on three hits in six innings. Uh, what, four walks, five Ks, so uh, not too bad. Hudson uh, starting to look sharp. Hudson, it, it, it's kind of funny because... When, whenever you started the season and you take a look at that pitching staff, right, everybody immediately wants to say, okay, Flaherty, he's going to be the quote-unquote co-ace this year along with Michaelis. Michaelis's slider has not been sharp. Flaherty has had issues of his own. And, uh, I mean, and, and let's not be, let's not be, uh, you know, forgetting the past. Hudson had troubles with the long ball early on the season, but things seem to have uh, toned down just a little bit. Tanner Rourke taking the bump for uh, the Reds. He's got a 3.99 ERA. He's 5-6 and six on the season, and uh, his first start after the All-Star break, pretty rough. Seven earned runs on a career-high 13 hits with just, in just four and two-third innings against the Rockies. So uh, what he's had one start against the Cardinals this season, and uh, one run ball is what he pitched through five and a third. So the, the, the key to this game, as it's been all season long, the Cardinals pitching needs to come through in a big way. And when it does come, tr- come through, the second key to the game is going to be the Cardinals' offense. And I know that sounds like, oh, come on, Moose, it's so, it's, it, it, everybody knows that. you got to hit and you got to pitch the win. In the Cardinals' case, though, this is probably more so than, than before. The Cardinals do have to pitch to win. And the Cardinals do have to hit to win. You know, Goldie's got to stay hot. Carpenter's out on the IL. Ozuna's out on the IL. You got Tommy Edmond. You got um, Gyro Munoz. You got a lot of young guns coming up. And it's a chance for them to shine. It's a chance for the Cardinals to show what they got down in the farm system. So we really need to see these guys step up the offense to continue. Uh, Paul DeYoung needs to uh, really get going as well. Uh, so, yeah, series split is kind of what I'm predicting. Um, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see exactly how they do. Now, one good thing, the Cardinals are playing in Great American Ballpark. And what that means is the, we all know how the ball flies there. So that's going to be good news for DeYoung. It's going to be good news for O'Neill. It's going to be good news for Goldschmidt. Let's hope uh, that continues on. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite show. You can shoot me an email, moose at onairwithmoose.com. It really is that easy. You can also uh, reach me on Twitter at Moose Michaels. And uh, you can also uh, reach us on Twitter through the show uh, Twitter page at LockedOnSTL. Actually... Got a tweet today. Our, yeah, it's from Josh Hennings at Josh Hennings. He tagged basically everybody. Gyro Munoz, K 
Kinzer, Kisner, excuse me, Tyler O'Neill, Ponce de Leon, Tommy Edmond, all starting today for the Cardinals. We're seeing the future at Moose Michaels. Josh, you're absolutely right. We are seeing the future. Though, as we're going to find out in our next segment, we're going to see how many of those guys actually are going to play into the Cardinals' future. Hey, welcome back. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The trade deadline fast approaching, and hey, we all know how it goes. It is a hard and fast deadline. There's no August waiver wire. Nothing like that. July 31st, boom, that's it. That's all you get. That's all she wrote. And the question we've all been asking, are the Cardinals going to sell? Are the Cardinals going to buy? What is this team doing going into the trade deadline? Well, I read a tweet from you uh, in our last segment from Josh Hennings. At Josh Hennings on Twitter, Jairo Munoz, Andrew Kinsner, Kisner, Tyler O'Neill, Ponce de Leon, Tadme Edmond, all starting today for the Cardinals in yesterday's game. We're seeing the future. We are seeing the future, but how many of those names are actually going to be a part of that future? Uh, on The Athletic, which, by the way, I read the heck out of The Athletic. I love it. It's a great resource for the show. Uh, I think if you follow the right links on Facebook or something, you might get uh, 50% off. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, uh, Tyler, excuse me, Ken Rosenthal says that the Cardinals are telling organizations that, um, or at least giving out the sense that they're going to consider trading a young outfielder and even maybe Carlos Martinez this summer. And uh, Rosenthal cites uh, Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas as outfield trade pieces for the Cardinals. Uh, so here's the deal. Let's say that's true. Let's say the Cardinals are, are seriously considering moving some pieces to try to acquire young, controllable talent. Or maybe, maybe a big pitching piece. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions on this front, and, and it really depends on what the return is going to be for the Redbirds. Uh, now, Carlos Martinez is somebody I advocated to be traded over the offseason, and I still wish he had been. Uh, he's doing pretty good in the bullpen so far as a reliever, but the last two outings kind of shaky. His trade value probably isn't as high as it should be. He does have a bit of a long-term contract. Now, the, the finances behind that are not questionable whatsoever. I mo most teams could handle that kind of financial commitment to a pitcher like Carlos Martinez. The, the question about him, though, is what are you getting in return? What is it that you could possibly get for a Carlos Martinez, somebody that the organization once considered to be an ace of the staff? Now, I stand by what I said. I think at least at this particular moment, if he's going to stay with the Cardinals, he's better off being used in the rotation. But overall, long term, I don't view him as a strong rotation piece. I think there's too many questions about his work ethic. I think there's too many questions about how he uh, prepares for the season. I think he's better off as a reliever. Um, again, that's not for me to decide. That's not for uh, anybody to decide except for uh, the front office at St. Louis and, and Carlos himself. So we're going to come back to him in a minute because I think if you're going to trade Carlos Martinez, you're going to have to include a Tyler O'Neill. You're going to have to include a 
Elaine Thomas. And that is the part about this news that worries me a little bit. The Cardinals, as we know, don't have a lot of power. You know, DeYoung has been showing a little bit more of a stroke this season. Of course, Goldschmidt comes with one pre-installed. But outside of that, uh, you know, Zuna was doing okay, but we don't know how he's going to hit coming back from the injury. The rest of the lineup, uh, unless they heat up, is a bit tepid at best. Tyler O'Neill is giving this team a much-needed pop, even if he's striking out a crazy amount of times. Either he's going to swing and miss, or he's going to knock it out of the park. And right now, the Cardinals need somebody like that. You know, the bullpen is good. You take out Carlos Martinez, yes, it affects the depth a little bit, but you could probably make do. This lineup needs every little bit of anything it can get. In fact, I, you, you traded Tommy Pham to help make room for Tyler O'Neill. We see what Pham's doing down for Tampa Bay. So why would you trade Tyler O'Neill now? Hmm. What's the biggest need that the Cardinals have? Starting pitching, right? So riddle me this. And, I, and I, again, I've not read anything. I've not seen anything at the time of this recording. Something may come out between now and when this gets posted. But what if you make a package of Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, Carlos Martinez, and maybe another prospect, and you go after Trevor Bauer? I mean, you're not going to get Max Scherzer at this point. The Nationals are surging. Would you be okay with that? Carlos Martinez, Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, maybe another... uh, Young prospect, nobody great, no Nolan Gorman, nothing like that. And we get Trevor Bauer in return. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Is, is that going to be an overpay? Is that an underpay? Uh, Trevor Bauer and the Cardinals fit together really, really nice, but the question's always been, can the Cardinals keep up with other teams in terms of what they can offer? It's always been the question. It's always going to be the question. And... I mean, what other pieces do the Cardinals have to sell? We talked about this. Ozuna, he's had for free agency, would have been the best rental piece out there, except he's injured. Jose Martinez, in the past, would have hit a ton, and so you could deal with the defense, and it's not the case this year. Uh, Harrison Bader, like we talked about, light-hitting defense first, center fielder. Dexter Fowler bounced back, but not to the point where the contract even makes sense. Tyler O'Neill's got his own questions. He may not, you know, he may not be able to get on base at a steady clip. But right now, uh, 200, and, excuse me, 200, 269, 313, 505, and 224 total plate appearances in the MLB level. So, is addition by subtraction. So the question then becomes, okay, so let's say you do that trade. Let's say you bring in a Trevor Bauer. You know, let's say you trade all those pieces, you bring in a Madison Bumgarner and a Will Smith. Who do you replace O'Neal with out in the outfield? I mean, this season, it's easy enough. Once Ozuna's back, you stick Ozuna in there, but he's gone after this year unless the Cardinals are seriously considering extending him. Now, the problem with that would be if you do that, you're dealing with Boris, and we all know what Boris likes to do. So the Cardinals would be waiting, and they would be waiting, and they might be missing out on other pieces, and they would be waiting, and then he may not even sign. So 
to me, to do that kind of a deal, I'm I'm okay. I'm in the minority. Uh, at a what is it Cup of Joe STL or STL Cup of Joe or I can't remember the Twitter handle, but Joe Schwartz he writes for the Athletic, and he's also on Twitter. Hashtag Team Jaden. Um, he says that well, he doesn't say. Basically, through tweets, he makes it clear he doesn't want to see Carlos Martinez go anywhere. And I respect Joe. He's a very talented analyst of pitching, and he knows exactly what he's talking about. However, I'm going to be the minority and disagree that I think Martinez should probably be moved. And you know, you need to maximize the return. You can't just move him to move him. He ain't like that kind of a player. So what do you do? You got to package him on these guys. I don't think you can move O'Neill. I think moving O'Neill is too big of a domino that creates too many holes in too many places. And all of a sudden you're looking at the 2020 Cardinals going, man, why aren't these guys hitting? And O'Neill's off with whatever team he's with, mashing. I don't think you can <clears throat> it, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. There's no, there's no guarantee the Cardinals are going to make the postseason. I know the three games out, but I mean it's a knotted up race. It's a very knotted up race, and they may do it. They may end up winning the division, and after that, it it doesn't even matter. But long term, do you want to get rid of a of a piece like O'Neill? And remember when he was when he was received? Then he came over the Marco Gonzalez deal, I believe. And from Seattle, he wasn't one of the organizations like tip top prospects, but he was up there. This is a guy that needs at bats and he needs a chance. This is a guy that I think needs to be hitting behind Goldschmidt pretty much every night. He's going to be your cleanup hitter. He profiles as a cleanup hitter. I don't care if they trade Carlos Martinez. I would be pretty upset if they moved Tyler O'Neill. What do you think? Let me know, moose at onairwithmoose.com. That's the email address. You can also tweet us at Moose Michaels at LockedOnSTL. We'd love to hear from you. Rate, review, and subscribe to us in uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, your smart devices, your car, everywhere you listen, uh, we're going to be there too. Again, uh, I hope you have a fantastic time. I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, what is it, Thursday? It is Thursday, right? Man, I am losing I'm losing track of time so bad. Also, be sure to check out uh, Jeff Carr's latest episode of Locked on Reds, I guess, on there. And finally, before we go, of course, this show brought to you in part by Postmates. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked on listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. $100 bucks in free delivery credit? Yeah. For your first seven days, download the Postmates app and use the code locked on. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.